The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, December 19th, and this is the Week 16 Early Odds Look Ahead. Joining me to break down those odds, to look at the what, what lines we like early on in Week 16, the one, the only, John Breach. Breach, what is up? Brinson, we're less than a week from Christmas. That's what's up, and we're going to treat everyone to some holiday picks, right? Is that the plan here? Uh, yeah, holiday picks. We got a uh, Christmas time. Christmas. I'm, wear- games. I'm wearing red because I'm. That's what Santa wears. I got my green uh, duck shirt back here. The band Duck. My guys. Quack, quack, quack. Duck, duck, groove, baby. Uh, anywho, let's. Uh... Oh yeah, if you're on YouTube, hit that like button. Or if you're watching, whether you're watching live, we're gonna just start. I think we're still gonna start doing this show live every Sunday night. So uh, subscribe. I don't know, maybe at halftime of Sunday Night Football, we'll break it all down. So hit that subscribe button. You'll get alerted when we're about to go live or when we do go live. And we would love to enjoy your presence in those comments section. Section? Comment section. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, let's get to it, shall we, Breach? Let's do it. Start with my 49ers. Your 49ers. Oh, by the way, you can leave uh, you can leave reviews on Spotify now. So if you listen to this podcast on Spotify and like this podcast, do us a favor and throw a five star uh, rating and uh, review. Or I guess not reviews. You can do ratings anyway. 49ers at the Titans coming. My 49ers are coming to your city, and they are three point road favorites over the Tennessee Titans with a 44 and a half over under on Thursday night football breach. This is the battle of the city where I used to live against the city where I currently live. So this one strikes close to my heart. Uh, you know what, though? The Titans have been an absolute disaster the past few weeks. It, you know, they had that when Derrick Henry went down with that injury, their offense has just slowly gotten worse each week. And if their defense doesn't play a perfect game, it just seems like they're going to lose. And we saw that, uh, you know, when Henry originally went down, the defense played fantastic against the Rams, fantastic against the Saints. They actually won their first two games after the injury. Since then, they've lost three of four. They've only scored 13 points per game in those three losses. And it just feels like they can't get on track. They don't have the weapons to get on track. Leo Jones got injured on Sunday. And then you look at the 49ers. They are the opposite. They are on a roll. They're unstoppable right now. Uh, I would say I love the 49ers here, 
But here are the two things that make me a little uneasy. Uh, number one, they have to fly halfway across the country on a short week. I think this is one of the longest road trips any team has to make for a Thursday night game this year. And they are playing a Titans team that is, uh, I think, second in the NFL in stopping the run. They've given up the second fewest rushing yeah. yards. So it is not easy to run on Tennessee. That's San Francisco's bread and butter. If you stop them from doing that, the Jimmy Garoppolo has to beat you. And I don't know that I have any faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, that being said, I think the 49ers will be able to run the ball, and I'm going to take them to cover, even though I hate picking <laughs> against a primetime underdog at home, especially where they're in my backyard. It hurts even more. Yeah, they um they have been very good against the run. Uh, only let's see, get well. I take the, yeah. I mean, God, they gave up eight rushing yards to the uh, Jaguars two weeks ago. I need to look and see exactly what they gave up to the Steelers, but I'm pretty sure they held Najee almost entirely in check. Um, they also gave up uh, just 105 to the Patriots, and that was their first game giving up more than 100 yards since, oddly enough, Jacksonville back in Week Five. Held so Jonathan they, Taylor under 100 yards twice. Yeah, I mean, they are good against a run. That is concerning. I do think, though, that the 49ers run game is a little different just because of all the bells and whistles that they put on it. You're preparing for it on a short week. That makes it difficult to to deal with all the motion that Kyle Shanahan uses, Debo Samuel coming out of the backfield. Uh, that that it just makes things a little bit more difficult. That being said, I mean, I, I lean towards the 49ers as well but just because they're so hot. But I think from an early odds perspective – you don't need to jump on this game right now. I would be pretty surprised. Well, I guess I see a three and a half out there. So maybe I, I, I can't see it getting that far out there. I mean, the Titans are going to hang with the Titans are going to hang. They're good enough to, to hang. This game, this, they're not going to be like plus five at home. They? they lost to the Houston Texans three weeks yeah. ago. And they haven't looked much. They, the only win they have is Urban Meyer got fired after it. Yeah. And uh, Julio Jones was ruled out with a hamstring injury this week. There's almost, I mean, I would guess very little chance he's able to play on Thursday if he couldn't come back um, against the Steelers. I don't think AJ Brown is, is eligible to play on Thursday. Right. Am I crazy? Didn't he? But they, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But um, the, I guess I shouldn't lob that out unless I'm entirely sure. Okay. So maybe he could come back uh, this week, but. It, it's still probably a long shot. So it may be Ryan Tannehill and nobody. So yeah, if that's the case, it's possible that this line creeps up a little bit. I can't see it getting that far out there. I do like San Francisco though, uh, even on the long trip on a short week. The Browns moving to Christmas Day. Ooh. Browns at the Packers. You know, it's kind of funny because you know the day after Christmas is called, right? Uh, Boxing Day. Right? Are we in Canada? Was that, that no, Canadian? It's been the Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Am I crazy? Is that in Canada though? I don't it's know. It's funny because the Packers are playing on Christmas the day before. You know, if you pack your boxes, you see what I'm saying. Um, anyway, and then you put it in the brown <laughs> truck and you send it. So Browns at Packers. Uh, Packers minus seven and a half over under forty five and a half. We record this on Sunday night during Sunday night football at halftime. We don't know what's going to happen with the Browns yet because they play at five o'clock on Monday. The doubleheader that was moved. That means they have a short week going into the Christmas holiday where they have to play again. But if they beat the Raiders on Monday, and like I said, we won't know that for you know, about 16, 18 hours. If they beat the Raiders on Monday, they'd be in first place in the division because they would they would take the uh, the Bengals spot there. Just thought I'd let let you get at that let you get that information in there. Anywho, Packers minus seven and a half over under 45 and a half. Your thoughts here, Breach. Yeah, here's a fun fact about the Bengals, Brinson. They actually played in the first regular season game ever played on Christmas. It was in 1989, and I know that because uh, my dad wasn't around for Christmas because he was playing in the game. Um, very sad day in my family because, mm. you know, you don't want your parents not there for Christmas. Anyway, 
Uh, this game, this particular game between the Browns and the Packers, to me, it feels like a disaster for Cleveland. That's a big point spread. But, you you know, you're, you see the Browns and you're like, oh, we got the game postponed to Monday. That's a good thing because we might have some of our COVID guys back. But now you have a short week and you have to turn around and play on Saturday. And the NFL is not going to move a Christmas game uh, no matter what happens. Nope. You're, you're not guaranteed to have everyone back from the COVID list. Uh, so it, it, your situation is just even more dicier. And the Packers are 10 times better than the Raiders. Uh, so I, I just think Cleveland's going to be a tough situation. You know, Aaron Rodgers is so much better than Baker Mayfield. The Packers offense is just running on all cylinders right now. It's so good. And, you know, I just don't know what to make of the Browns. Even if they beat the Raiders on Monday night, I don't think that's going to sway me. It is Christmas on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, I would probably take the Packers here as well. And I do think that this is one where, and look, we can't predict covid situations at all obviously but the browns are pretty banged up you know they are dealing with you know and they should get some guys out of covid protocol and all those covid guys should be ready by christmas because you have a full week and a half since they really went into that we, we we would assume that would happen so they'll be should be fairly healthy coming into this game the problem is i think that this line i think if you want to take the packers you should take them now i think this line gets up closer to 10 green bay went into baltimore granted no lamar jackson um but you know i thought played really well ran the ball effectively, can throw the ball all over the place. Rodgers is, is locked in, sort of chase. And by the way, Sunday Night Football, um, Tom Brady not putting up any numbers. He's, you know, Aaron Rodgers could swoop in and steal an MVP here if he, if he, if he like went scorched earth down the stretch. And I think he knows that. I think he'd love to pull that on Tom. I think he'd love to get home field advantage. And with the Cardinals losing, and again, we'll know about the Bucs later, the Packers have to be feeling good about that. So uh, I think that this line moves closer to 10. If you like the Packers, you want to take it now. The total... Um, probably weather dependent. Uh, let's see if just, I mean, it's December in Lambeau field. So it, predicting it is kind of insane, but it's going to be 17, 15 to 17 miles an hour wind. And it's going to be like 18 degrees. So good luck with that Browns. I guess they're used to it of all the teams, but you know, it's not going to be a, not going to be an ideal time for Baker Mayfield to be chunking the ball around the field. Colts at Cardinals. The Cardinals are just minus two against the Indianapolis Colts, who vaulted vaulted themselves into the playoffs with a huge Saturday night win over the Patriots. The Cardinals went to Detroit and lost to the Lions. They looked awful. This is a cool Saturday night game. Over under 48 and a half. Can Arizona bounce back in this spot breach? The Lions, for instance? How do you lose to the Lions? Look, I'm trying not to overreact to this loss, but I don't know how not to overreact to it. I mean, this was a totally embarrassing loss. Uh, I remember when the Lions beat the one their first game of the season against the Vikings. I turned around and picked the Vikings the next week because I thought they would bounce back. I don't have that same feeling with the Cardinals. They have to come back and play an extremely tough game. And it's not like they slipped up and fell on a banana peel in Detroit. This was after they got, you know, their stuff handed to them against the Rams. They played two bad games. Uh, and now, you know, they have to play a Colts team that is really, really good at running the ball, as we've seen with Jonathan Taylor over the past few weeks and really the whole season. And you know what the Cardinals aren't great at? Stopping the run. I think Frank Reich's going to do what he did Saturday night against the Patriots. He's going to run it 40 times, let Carson Wentz maybe throw 10 passes, and uh, that's going to be the recipe for a Colts win. Uh, so I'm, I'm, It's Christmas night. I'm rolling with the Colts. I like the Colts as well in this one, you know, and, and we're not alone. This line is already ticked down to uh, Cardinals 
minus uh, minus one in, in some spots. And I would expect it to keep moving in that direction. Would not be surprised at all if the Colts are favored on the road on Christmas night uh, in Arizona against a team that in, in the Cardinals that has had these troubles with the second half of the season in the last few years and has struggled to close out seasons, was the number one seed, but, but is certainly uh, taking on water. They've been okay at stopping the run at times, but it does feel like the J.J. Watt thing uh, sort of hurt them. They've given up 150 yards twice in the last six weeks uh, in terms of their run defense, and you will see a heavy, heavy, heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor in this one for sure. So I lean that way as well. I think that's one of the bets I would make immediately if I was uh, if I was trying to bet, if I was betting right now, I would go ahead and get uh, the, the Colts in because I think they end up being favored. You can get even money on the money line. That's a pretty nice little look. Um, also would not hate the under here either because we saw it with the, the Patriots game. You know, the Cardinals are not exactly high octane. DeAndre Hopkins is out. They're adjusting to life without him. The Colts are more than willing to chew clock. And like I said, that total is pretty, pretty up there. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, the Bengals, the first place Bengals, are they favored over the Ravens? The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Bengals leapt into first place by virtue of Baltimore's loss on Sunday afternoon to the Packers. Your first place Bengals breach. Congratulations. On Sunday, they will host those Ravens. And they are three-point favorites over Baltimore at home with an over-under of 43-and-a-half. Obviously, uh, this line could swing dramatically if Lamar Jackson is able to go. Although, I thought Tyler Huntley looked pretty good in, uh, in, his, in his action against Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, they looked good late. Uh, but they didn't look so good early, and that ended up being why they lost. But, I mean, the Bengals' offense just looked completely average uh, for all four quarters against the Broncos. But, you know, this is the biggest game the Bengals have hosted at Paul Brown Stadium uh, in six years. Probably, I mean, it has been a while since they have hosted a game of this magnitude where uh, you take a huge step toward the postseason if you beat the Ravens. And, you know, what we saw the first time around, I think a lot of people, that was on the road in Baltimore when the Bengals won that game 41-16. to and, and the Bengals are a matchup problem for Baltimore. And, and the Ravens are missing so many players. We don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be 100% healthy. Uh, and so I just think the Bengals, I don't know, they're going to roll to a 41-16 win again, uh, but I do think they are going to cover this and everyone in Cincinnati is going to go crazy and celebrate by eating uh, Skyline Chili all week. Disgusting. And then that whole city will smell like so delicious. Um, I would, I think I probably lean towards the Bengals, but it looks like we might be able to wait on this because of the, the line, the early line movement as it sliding towards Baltimore. 
And I would anticipate that as the week sort of goes on, if Lamar looks like he's going to be able to go, then that'll probably end up being closer to a pick don't you think? Well, I think this line was probably made with the thought that Lamar Jackson was probably going to play. Yeah. At, but once it's official, I could see it, yeah, sliding towards Baltimore by a point or two. Yeah, and it's basically like a hedging line. It's like, all right, you can take the Bengals if you want, but you're, you know, you're laying these points and risking the idea that Lamar will be in. It probably closes at like a pick 'em or one, maybe, or maybe, maybe, yeah, probably a pick 'em if Lamar does play. But then if he doesn't play, that's the other thing too is you could get some value here probably if Lamar doesn't. If it maybe monitor it throughout the week, and if it looks like Lamar might not play, you jump on the the Bengals and grab that line because it could slide. Uh, a good ways up, I think, if, if he's not able to go, even as good as Tyler Huntley looked in the second half against Green Bay. The Bills at the Patriots in a massive AFC East rematch. It's all the Patriots in the win game take down the Bills in Orchard Park. Now the Patriots just a one-point favorite against Buffalo at home in a game that ultimately will probably decide the AFC East. You know what, Brinson, before we got started here, the first thing I did was Google the weather the weather in Foxborough because I got to know what's going on this weekend. And there are not going to be 700-mile-an-hour winds. So take the weirdness out. That first game was so weird. I don't even know what you, you – did we learn anything from it other than that uh, Bill Belichick had a Navy game plan in his back pocket that he was breaking case of emergency and, and he used it. Uh, that's, that's what we learned. Uh, you know what though? I still think the bills are a slightly more talented team on paper. All their advantages were taken out from that, you know, 60 mile an hour wins because Josh Allen can't sling the ball accurately. Uh, you know, and that cuts down on your ability to pass. And so that hurt the bills more than it hurt the Patriots that night. And I think in normal weather, and I think normal weather in this case is going to be up 40 degrees and sunny, which is as good as you can get in Northeast, uh, Massachusetts during the winter. I think in normal weather, the Bills are the better team, and I'm going to take Buffalo here. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough one to sort of wrap your brain around because we saw what happened in, in Orchard Park. It did feel like Belichick has sort of sent Sean McDermott and Josh Allen on tilt a little bit for the next couple of weeks. Like, McDermott's crying at halftime of the Bucks <laughs> game. Um, he was, like, extremely stoic, even for him, on the sidelines of this Panthers game. And look, a big three-week stretch for, for, for the Bills in the sense that you have the Patriots at home, then you go to Tampa, and then I know that people probably don't think about Carolina and Buffalo much, but that's where Sean McDermott coached. Um, you know, it's, it's where a lot of their players come from. Brandon Bean was there as well. So it's sort of a kind of a big rematch, a big matchup for them, I think, even with Carolina being a poor team. And now you have to go to Buffalo uh, I mean, to, to New England and play the Patriots in this massive spot. I do think the Bills will regroup, but they are so bad against the run and they don't have Tredavious White. Like, I don't think what they did against Carolina was all that impressive, even though they did cover. It required some, like the Panthers moved the ball and the Panthers offense is miserable. There is no reason. And, and the Panthers didn't have a kicker, so they had to go for it on fourth down and do yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a weird game for sure. And I think I'll, I'll lean towards the Patriots. I'm not going to get off Patriots Island just because of what happened against Indianapolis. I just think Buffalo is sort of scuffling right now, although Josh Allen did find a, a little something at, at times against Carolina. Um, give me the Patriots. I think it'll probably slide out a little bit more depending on injury news throughout the week. So I will take the Patriots now as minus one or uh, or just you know, buy it on the money line because I don't want to deal with them uh, having to cover. Probably won't move a ton, though. Rams, minus three. At the Vikings on Sunday, over under 49 and a half. Um, I was about to say the Rams. I was like, what did the Rams do in week 15? Oh, that's right. They had their game postponed. 
to Tuesday, they actually appear to have gotten hosed by the postponement because a bunch of Seahawks will test out of the, the COVID uh, protocol and a bunch of Rams appear to be going into the COVID protocol. Although some guys are coming out as well. Odell Beckham, it, it's a whole mess. We don't know exactly who the Rams will have, but I would think breach that teams that are coming off of these uh, weeks where they had a bunch of guys in the COVID protocol on the COVID list would tend the, the next week to be a little bit healthier, a little bit safer bets because you know, you're, you know, you're not going to be tested as regularly if you've been on the list or, or, or have tested positive. So uh, what do you think about Rams at Vikings? I would actually love to talk to the Rams about how they felt about the game being postponed because the two other teams that were dealing with the big COVID outbreaks, the Browns, they wanted the game postponed. They said, we wa- we do not want to play Saturday. Washington said, we do not want to play Sunday. We prefer it to be moved. But the Rams... And the we, Eagles were mad about it. Right, right. And the Ravens yeah. were mad about it being moved. But we never really heard anything from the Rams. And that's because... Yes, they could get people back, but now they play on a Tuesday. They have to turn around and fly halfway across the country and play on Sunday, and that's not ideal if you're the Rams. And especially, like you said, if you're not getting your players back off the COVID list, it's like a net negative here. You're at a disadvantage. Uh, So that adds kind of a a little bit of a craziness factor. And the other craziness factor is that they're playing the Vikings. Everything about the Vikings is crazy. All their games are crazy. Uh, 12 of the 13 games have been decided by one score. So no matter what happens, Vikings games go down to the wire. And if this spread's going to sit at three points, it's really split. Because if it's three or under, I feel like I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, If the Rams are favored by two and a half, I would take the Rams. But at three, I'm going to take the Vikings. It's going to be a one-score game, and I think the Rams are going to co- or the Vikings are going to cover at home. Yeah, um, I I lean towards the Rams. Was probably my bias towards the Rams. I think the COVID stuff will play a big role in this. And you know, Minnesota plays on Monday. The Rams play on Tuesday. It really, before you bet this, you need to see what like who comes out of those games. You know, if, if something because we're watching Bucks in 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 Saints, and the, the second half is kicked off as we're doing this podcast. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have been ruled out; they aren't playing in the game. And if you you know if you were betting on the Buccaneers uh, next week when they play, who, I don't know who they play next week. Um, anyway, if you're betting, good for oh no, probably the Panthers because they play them twice in the last three weeks. If you're betting on the Buccaneers, like minus fourteen and a half at the Panthers, you know that would change pretty dramatically if Mike Evans and Chris Goblin were going to be out. So I think you probably hold off on this one. I lean towards the Rams. The total is a little high. Los Angeles will lean into it and pound the ball, but Minnesota raises the floor. It could end up being a shootout. Uh, We'll have to see if if the Vikings are able to score, this game goes way over the total. It is indoors. You don't have to worry about weather. I might actually like the over now. I think this could climb up a bit uh, from, from where it started, uh, which was, uh, oh, it's dropped half a point, 49 and a half to 49. Steelers at the Chiefs. Oh, slap in the face of Ben Roethlisberger. He's a 10-point underdog on Sunday Night Football against Patrick Mahomes with a total of 46.5 breach. Yeah, this is uh, definitely a slap in the face to Big Ben. You remember what happened the, like in that Chargers game? That was Sunday Night Football. They were down like 27-10. to 10, Ended up being one of the craziest games of the year. They put, went in prime time a few weeks later against the Vikings. That Thursday night game down 29 to nothing. That ended up being one of the craziest games of the year. So you put the Steelers in prime time, crazy things are going to happen. Uh, you know what, though, is that for the Steelers right now, every game is basically a playoff game. Because if you lose, your season is, for all intents and purposes, is, it's over. You're not you're not going to make the playoffs if you lose this game if you're Pittsburgh. So I just feel like a double-digit point spread uh, against a team that is going to be very desperate 
doesn't sit well with me. And like, you know, the Steelers defense, TJ Watt, great at rushing the passer. I think they can kind of slow down Patrick Mahomes. And, and if the defense, Steelers defense does struggle at one thing, it's stopping the run. But the, the Chiefs aren't really advan- built to take advantage of that. So, uh, you know, this is just too big of a point spread. I think I'm going to uh, take the Steelers to cover. Yeah, I would lean towards um, the Steelers as well right now. And I think you probably take it now because it, it would, in my opinion, drop down below 10. Um, and Chris Jones is a huge factor here because we saw uh, you know, this past week that if Chris Jones isn't playing, you can run on the on the on the Chiefs easily. And so if Chris Jones is unable to go for any reason, I think there's a very good chance that Najee Harris would have a monster game and the Steelers would lean on him. I think the Steelers will be able to score against Kansas City despite their defense having improved. So if you're giving me double digits in Big Ben, this is a is this maybe this is a four o'clock game. Is it Sunday night football? They flex it. I get the schedule from you. I don't know. Yeah, I got it from uh I got it from Debo. No, Sunday night football is Washington football team, and then Monday is Dolphin Saints. Sorry, that's a four four twenty-five game in, in Kansas City. So yeah, I mean afternoon game, um, big Ben Steelers. Give me the give me the 10 points here. And I think it probably drops. I and mean, that's a lot of points for a, a desperate AFC uh team that is on the the cusp of the playoffs. All right. Finally. Dolphins at Saints. That's the Monday Night Football game. Saints minus three and a half. Of course, they are playing right now. The they are hosting the white hot Miami Dolphins, who just can't lose a football game, even when they're close against the Jets. They found a way to win. The Dolphins have creeped right back into the playoff hunt at seven and seven. The Saints are currently leading the Buccaneers, but it's way too close for us to tell exactly what will have, have happened in that game. But suffice to say, with the way the NFC is set up. Both of these teams are desperate on Monday night in New Orleans trying to find a way to win. Yeah, it's crazy when you look at the Dolphins. They're the, they, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, but you don't hear a lot about their six-game winning streak because it only got them to 7-7. Seven and seven. They're just uh, at 500. Uh, but you know what? The thing is, during this winning streak, the one side of the, their team that's been playing so well is their defense. They're giving up barely 13 points per game. And... They're just shutting their opponent down. And, you know, now you get to play a Saints team where Taysom Hill is quarterback. The Saints team is not exactly very high-powered on offense. So I think the Dolphins' D will continue to have a lot of success. And and you know what? Tua didn't have Jalen Waddle on Sunday against the Jets. Jalen Waddle is his security blanket. He loves getting quick passes off to him. Uh, And if Jalen Waddle is back on the field for this game, then I really, really, really like the Dolphins to cover. If he is not back on the field, then I only kind of like him to cover. I like the Saints in this one. I think the Saints are built to mess up the Dolphins pretty good at home. And I know three and a half is a little stinky. Um, That line, we're not going to see a line up for that right now because, yeah, smeller, Fisher, Fisher. The, uh, because the, the Saints are playing a football game and, you know, Taysom Hill were to go down, that would, you know, Alvin Kamara, et cetera, that would change things up. I just think the Saints are, a bad matchup for the Dolphins, who are not going to win every single game for the rest of time. New Orleans plays great defense at home, plays great defense in general, should get Sean Payton back. Um, you know, Cameron Jordan playing really well right now, just crossed over the 100 career sack mark. And Alvin Kamara should be able to do plenty of damage against that Dolphins uh, defense. So give me the Saints here. And I, I don't think it goes out of control running one particular way unless there's some injuries to the Saints on, uh, on uh, Sunday night against the Buccaneers. All right. 
That's it for the week 16 early odds look ahead. Breach, awesome stuff as always. If you listen or you watch on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe on uh, the podcast platforms, hit the rating on Spotify, and make sure to tune in after Sunday Night Football when we do our weekly recap. See you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.